0: Welcome to Evidence Space Mommy. I'm your host, Dr. Samantha Radford, and I'm here to combine science and wellness to help parents and kids thrive. Hey there, welcome back to Evidence Space Mommy. This is episode 10, hooray, and we are continuing to talk about breastfeeding through pregnancy. So, last week we talked about um, the pros and cons of breastfeeding through pregnancy, like the things about like, oh, it kind of makes some aspects of being pregnant while also having a toddler easier. But at the same time, there's some things about it that can be a little more complicated. This week is more about the medical side because this is the thing that people are worried about the most. People are like, oh gosh, well, will I accidentally have a miscarriage? You know, because I'm breastfeeding through pregnancy, will it cause my baby to be born prematurely? you know, so-and-so like dear aunt Sally is saying that all the nutrients that my baby needs is going to be stolen by the toddler breastfeeding. All these things we worry about and they're good things to worry about. So we want to talk through those and we actually have like actual scientific evidence, you know, backing us up because that's what we want to do. So with that said, if you're wondering whether or not breastfeeding while pregnant can cause miscarriage, to be totally upfront, there's not a whole lot of research in this area. So what there is, though, concludes that nursing while pregnant is safe for the developing fetus, assuming that there's no complications. Now, with that said, there's been a new, more recent study that says that if you are exclusively breastfeeding with no complementary solids, so this is mostly, you know, if you're breastfeeding and your baby is only six months old or less and you're pregnant. So if you fall pregnant like really early after you had your, you know, previous baby, there might be an increased risk of miscarriage with that. But if your child is old enough for solids, there is no increased risk. It should be fine. So if your baby is very young, if they're exclusively breastfeeding, then yeah, you might want to look into supplementation either with formula or with donated breast milk. You might want to find something else other than breastfeeding. But studies have shown that generally, so outside of that situation, that breastfeeding should be continued until natural weaning occurs even if the mother is pregnant. These studies, another so that one was from 2009. There's this another study from around 2013 that says that there's no increased risk of miscarriage or low birth weight for newborns of breastfeeding pregnant mothers. Plus, I mean, there's plenty of anecdotal evidence that tandem nursing is safe. So tandem nursing is either breastfeeding during t- pregnancy or breastfeeding both a newborn and a toddler at the same time. So there are multiple tandem feeding groups out there that each have thousands of mothers in them who all have, you know, their babies, everybody's doing fine, you know. So it's totally possible to nurse through pregnancy. Now, one of the concerns is that a lot of times OBs aren't aware of this. So just like pediatricians, um... OBGYNs really aren't trained much in lactation. You know, they kind of see the breast as an organ to like check for cancer and for all this kind of stuff, but they don't, they just don't learn a lot about lactation. Like they might get three hours of, you know, education like throughout all of med school and lactation. It's just, it's bonkers to me, but that's how it is. And so, Because they don't have, you know, up-to-date information on breastfeeding, they might not be comfortable with you breastfeeding, you know, while you're pregnant. In fact, and I said this in the previous episode, but when I was pregnant with my second, I was trying to find a new OB because I was new to the area and calling around, And I asked a question where something came up about me, you know, still breastfeeding. And they were like, oh, well, you're going to have to wean at 14 weeks anyways. Like, they just told me that's what I have to do, which is not true. So, you know, I chose to change providers at that point. But, you know, you do what you need to do, whether it's change providers or just kind of not say anything, which I hate to recommend. But, you know, sometimes that's how it is. Um... Just be aware that your OB might not be up to date on the best information with lactation. Just so take all that with a grain of salt. The other main concern, so like I said, people are concerned about miscarriage or maybe low birth weight. You know, and as I said, there are studies that have shown that that's okay. But the other concern is whether or not breastfeeding while pregnant can cause early labor. So one of the things that I did notice with mine is that once I got to the third trimester, I did tend to have Braxton Hicks contractions with breastfeeding. And sometimes they would feel a little crampy. So for me, especially as I went, like the farther along, the more kids I had, the more Braxton Hicks actually felt pretty crampy and like a little bit painful instead of just uncomfortable. And breastfeeding can definitely make that feel a little worse, but that doesn't mean that you're going to labor just like, you know, regular Braxton Hicks don't mean that you're going to labor. So your body actually has safeguards to make sure that you don't ac- accidentally go into labor because you're still breastfeeding. And so the reason that people are concerned about that besides the cramps are that we know like one of the, you know, things that they tell you, and this is backed up by evidence that if you're trying to get into labor and like it just hasn't happened yet and you just really want that baby out because you're like 41 weeks or whatever, that nipple stimulation can help labor to start. So of course, you know, breastfeeding obviously causes nipple stimulation. There's that release of oxytocin. Oxytocin release is necessary to, um, to get labor going. So, all those connections are why people worry about premature labor. But, like I said, you know, we have safeguards against that. So, basically, it's not just the oxytocin being in the system causes labor. What it is, is that your uterus has to respond to it. So, there's these special receptors. That will grow on your uterus basically when it's time for labor to occur. So you don't have these receptors until about 38 weeks of pregnancy. So basically even if there's nipple stimulation and you have oxytocin release, you know, in your body, the oxytocin doesn't have anywhere to bind on your uterus. So it can't give the signal of like, okay, let's go as far as labor. Because, basically, the baby's lung development is what signals those receptors to grow on your uterus. Once your baby's lungs develop, you know, the right amount, basically, so that it's safe for them to be born, you know, so that they can breathe, um, then your body will make those receptors. And after that, that is when... You know the oxytocin that you have can actually like signal for you to start having legit contractions and for that baby to be born and I mean let's be real, so there's lots of things that we do that can cause oxytocin release um as we mentioned, you know nipple stimulation like sometimes people will say to use a pump to try to get labor going. you've probably heard of sex or having an orgasm to get labor going. And that's because that releases oxytocin. And frankly, an orgasm releases like a lot more oxytocin than does breastfeeding. So a good rule of thumb is as long as you haven't been told to be on pelvic rest or like to avoid sex while you're pregnant to avoid, you know, preterm delivery, that means you're totally fine to breastfeed through pregnancy. So just, you know, in case that makes you feel better, now you know. Now, with that said, this is important to know. Once you are ready to have your baby, like once, you know, you're at that point to where you are starting to have real contractions and like your baby really is going to be born now, breastfeeding will cause those contractions to become much more intense much more quickly. So, this happened with my third, no, with my second little girl. Um So, what I would do, because again, pregnant, not feeling like moving, all of that, I would lay in bed with my oldest and let her nurse, basically, until, like, I just, you know, was ready to get up. And even kind of, I would let her nurse, like, because again, you know, caused more intense Braxton Hicks and kind of crampy Braxton Hicks. So I'd let her nurse until, you know, I was like, okay, I can't take this anymore. And again, this is like 38 or 39 weeks. So that was when it really started getting crampy like that. It wasn't that way the whole way through. But one morning, again, at 39 weeks, I was fortunate enough that all of my babies came like right around 39 weeks. So I didn't have any of that prolonged, you know, waiting kind of thing going on. I was laying with her, it was probably like 6 30 in the morning, and I let her nurse, and I continued to let her nurse probably for a good 30 or 45 minutes. Like I was just, you know, laying there getting rest while I could. And I was like, wow, these cramps are like really intense. And then I finally realized I was like, oh no, this is like actual labor. (laughs) And so my husband took a super quick shower because, you know, the first one only, she took nine hours to be born, my first one. So, you know, it seems like you would have plenty of time from that. But anyway, so it's like 6.30. We probably got up around like, I don't know, 7, 7.30. And, and like I said, the cramps or contractions were getting pretty intense. My husband took the time to take a shower, feed the dogs, I remember I gave my toddler, my little girl, breakfast. I remember slicing her up strawberries and like stopping slicing up strawberries because I was in the middle of a contraction. We dropped her off at daycare. Like my husband ran her and was like, we're going to the hospital, you know, and we went down the mountain because we were uh, maybe like 30 minutes away from the hospital and my second was born like 45 minutes after we hit that hospital door. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of the reasons she came so fast, like three hours or so fast, (laughs) was because my birthing process was really sped up by nursing her. So it was faster, which is kind of nice, but it also was like really intense. And one day I would love to have like, you know, a whole set of episodes about each of my births just because... They were also different like if y'all think that would be helpful to you I would love to talk about them but that's a whole nother day so just be aware you might make your birth go really fast and fairly intense if you try to breastfeed you know right when you're in labor but some people like that like some people are like yes let's just make this go like they purposely have their kid breastfeed while they're in labor to make it go faster you know you do you But all that to say, as long as you're not on pelvic rest, you're not being told to avoid sex during pregnancy, there's no reason that you can't breastfeed your child during pregnancy if you want to. And again, there's lots of great reasons to do so. I am going to make sure to drop my free resource about breastfeeding past one, why and how. So that's going to be in the show notes. As always, let me know if you have any more questions. Subscribe. I would love to hear from you.